Welcome back to Betonomics 101. Happy week 12, everybody. Uh, it's just me today. No John, no Alvin, no one. On my own, why did it end this way? Just me this week. Um, but if you're trying to lose money, you're at the right show. Week 12, college football, not the best slate this week, I can't lie. Uh, normally, at this point, I would ask John and Alvin how they're doing, what's going on, but they're not here, so I guess I'll just have to uh, ramble a little bit. But yeah, we're hitting you with the most fadable picks this week. Fade us, make money, trail us, lose money, but maybe you'll make money too. Uh, there's just a common trend of us losing money, so fading does seem like the right option at this moment. Gotta win, some, gotta win at some point, you know? You have to win at some point. Can't just keep missing. And you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So I'm taking them all. Uh, I'm missing about 85%. Not a lot going on in my life. You know, you guys probably don't care either. So we're going to jump right into the picks. Kicking it off with the big noon slate. 12 p.m. slate. Michigan at Maryland. 19 and a half point dogs for the Terrapins. Rightfully so. Uh, Maryland started off 4-0. Lost four straight. They're coming off a 13-10 to 10 win over Nebraska. Okay. Good job, I guess. Michigan, obviously, no Harbaugh. Connor Stallions thing. Didn't even matter last week. We didn't get an episode in last week. But we were going to say it doesn't matter. Um, Michigan's a wagon. Uh, they, they only ran the ball last week. Nine pass attempts. Seven pass attempts. Um, people were like, J.J. McCarthy's not a prospect. They coach the games to win college games. They don't coach to put their players. A program like Michigan's is not just coach to put their players in the league. They coach to win college games. Like that's their job. Their job is not to put you in the NFL. You know, it's not Coach Cal at Kentucky. Um, so all this game really does, in my eyes, is brings us closer to Michigan OSU. That's all this game does. It's just a little bridge. Uh, Michigan might be a lot of no pass again. You know. Not so great rush defense in College Park. They don't want to give OSU too much tape on McCarthy. Michigan minus 19 and a half, though. I think a 20-point win is insanely feasible. Insanely doable. And I think it's going to happen this week. Michigan minus 19 and a half. That's my first pick. All right, moving over. ACC action. Louisville at you, Miami. At the beginning of the year, this game probably seemed better. Doesn't really anymore. Miami, coming off of a close loss to Florida State last weekend. They've lost two straight. But yet the vibes do seem kind of high. Um, you know, one score loss to Florida State. It's the fourth-ranked team in the nation. You give the fourth-ranked team in the nation a run for the money, the vibes should be pretty high. Um, Louisville rattled off three straight. They're 9-1. Only lost this year. A bad one. Like, or a really bad one. You lose to Pitt. At Akrisher. Uh Pitt has struggled to find anything this year. Pitt playing BC this week. I think BC's dog's on the road. Um, this is a BC team that's been shocking. If that's, if that's anything, if BC's getting like three and a half, I think they're getting around three and a half, might have to lock that in. I can see them winning that game. Um, back to Louisville at Miami. I think Louisville's a good team. Jack Plummer, not Jake Plummer, not even related to Jake Plummer, related to Will Plummer, former Arizona quarterback. Uh, give me Louisville minus one and a half in this one. Uh, that's pretty much a pick 'em. 
for a nine and one team playing a, a, a Miami team that hasn't been great this year. You know, had their ups, had their downs. I like Louisville in this one. I, I really do. Heading over to some American Athletic Conference football. Everybody's favorite, Tulane at Florida Atlantic, FAU plus nine and a half. FAU is not a great squad. You head down to Boca Raton, you're going to find a four and six ball club that's three and three in conference. But this Tulane team is begging to lose a game. Eight and one on the season. Last four games have been one possession victories over AAC opponents. Their best one in the season is a 10 point win over Memphis, who's played good ball. Memphis has played good ball. Don't get that. Don't get it mixed up there. But Tulane has yet to play UTSA, 6 0 in conference. They will not play SMU this year, 6 0 in conference. I think SMU might be better than them. SMU sitting at, I think, 8 2 overall. Tulane, 9 1 overall. I think SMU might be better than them. We'll talk about SMU a little later. I got them towards the bottom. But I think I'm going to go FAU plus nine and a half in this one. Four straight one possession games. Their biggest win against AAC opponents is a 10-point win over Memphis. That might be wrong, actually. Um, But a 10-point win over Memphis? If that's the case, I don't have my fact check, guys because um, I don't have any funds to pay anybody. But I don't know. I, I like FAU plus nine and a half. You're four straight one possession games, and you, you're, ba- you're banking on this team to win a double-digit game on the road. I don't know. I like FAU plus nine and a half. All right, we're going to head over to the 2 p.m. slate. We got Utah at Arizona. Arizona at home, one and a half point underdogs. Utah coming off of a loss to Washington where they were shut out in the second half and showed off that Utah offense that we're so used to seeing when they don't have Cam Rising at the helm. Arizona snuck out a close one against Coach Prime in Colorado. Not, not the best omen heading into this week. But what has Arizona done all year? What has Arizona done all year? They've played spoiler at home. This will be the fourth time against a ranked opponent this year where they're the home underdog. And in that situation, they're 2-1. Wins over Oregon State. Wins over UCLA. One possession loss to Washington, the number five team in the nation. I mean, I wouldn't even call this playing spoiler. I think this Arizona team is really good. Noah Fafidi has been fantastic filling in this year. Um, Fafida? I think I might have mispronounced that. I think it's Fafida. Uh, he's been fantastic filling in this year. I'm going to say they play spoiler one more time. I don't even know if it's considered spoiler at this point. But I'm taking Arizona plus one and a half at home against Utah. That's one of my favorite plays of the week. I can't lie. I don't know if the line will still be at one and a half by the time um, you can bet it. But if it is, bet it. All right, heading over to the 330 slate. Georgia at Tennessee. Tennessee, 10 and a half point underdogs. Georgia locked up the SEC East. We didn't talk about Bama because they're playing Chattanooga in a bye game this week. But they locked up the West. That's going to be the SEC championship. Um, so this game really has no ramifications. Georgia got Brock Bowers back last weekend. They blew out Ole Miss. Brock Bowers is so good. Brock Bowers is fantastic. Borderline top 10 pick is a tight end. Fantastic. Uh, Tennessee coming off of its worst loss last week since the South Carolina blowout at the end of last season. Tennessee got hit with the Yukon curse. 
I don't know if if anyone's been talking about the Yukon curse. I'm going to bring up the Yukon curse later when we talk about JMU. Let's keep you hooked for a little bit. There's a Yukon curse. Um, so you better watch out when you play the worst team ever. Tennessee's been solid at home, though. But the vibes are low in Rocky Top. They couldn't be higher in Athens. Give me Georgia minus 10 and a half. Double-digit victory. I think they handle this one. Go on the road. Get business done. Get ready for the SEC championship game. Because that's all that matters at this point. Because a Bama win pretty much knocks you out if you're Georgia. A Bama win in the SEC championship game, that is, knocks you out if you're Georgia. So Georgia's got to get ready. Prepare for it. Ten and a half point win. At least. They can put up the half point if they want. I'm sure Georgia can put up. They'll find a way to put up half of a point. But it'll be the extra half point to put it at 11. Georgia minus ten and a half. Hammer it. All right, next we got UNC, North Carolina at Clemson. Clemson, six and a half point favorites at home. It's been far from expected for the Tigers this year, entering the game at six and four with the three and four record in conference. They found success in their last two games. Wins over Notre Dame, Sam Hartman, heartthrob, and Georgia Tech, another win against the Jackets. UNC last week. Um, taken to the wire by Duke after going one and two, in which they lost to Georgia Tech. A little frisky squad out there, out there in Georgia, wherever in Georgia they are. And another loss to a bad Virginia team, a bad Cavalier squad. Not much to say about that loss. Drake Mays looked good. You know, um, last week against Duke, putting up some nuts highlights on Twitter, uh, thrown from his back, thrown from his hip. Uh, throwing from his head, throwing to his left hand, throwing to his foot. This dude was on something. He was on one. If you ever want to find what someone looks like when they're on one, it was Drake May against Duke. Um, but the UNC defense has been bad for the better half of this season. They're really bad, the UNC defense. The line is 58 and a half. I think that's like a perfect line. UNC's gone over that in four of their six games against ACC opponents. With only one, with one of those unders being 58 total points. But Clemson's defense has been fantastic this year. Against ACC opponents, they've only gone, they've gone over in one of seven games. They've gone over 58 and a half. This is a great line. So I'm not going to touch the line. I don't, I don't like the over under line in this game. Well, I actually love it. They did a fantastic job, pat themselves in the back. I think this is a really good line. Um, but no, I, I, I'm going to go with the points in this game. Dabo has not lost to UNC since 2010. He's 5-1 against Mac Brown. Mac Brown is 6-17 and 17 against Clemson all time. 6-17. and 17. It's not ideal, to say the least. I don't care. I'm going UNC plus 6.5. <sighs> Being a touchdown dog as a top 25 team against an inconsistent Clemson team. Give me UNC. Not one of my favorite picks, though. Not one of my favorite picks. All right, up next, we got, what do we got? We got a 3-30 game between UCLA and USC. This is in the extra matchups. Decided I'll just throw it in right now, because why not? Throw it in with the rest of the meat and potatoes. If I'm going with a, two, a plus 200 or better money line this weekend, I think it's got to be UCLA. Playing USC, they're at USC. Can't be too far of a drive. 
uh, plus 235 as a money line. USC, six and a half point favorites. USC's lost four of their last five. They sprinkled in a little one-point win over Cal. I think it was 50 to 49, something nuts. Sure. All right. UCLA lost Arizona State. Blah, blah. It's been tough to play Arizona teams this year. Arizona State, not a, not a great squad by any means. But I think it was 17-10. You shut them down. UCLA, you shut them down. The offense just couldn't get rolling. Um, and sure. Well, just wipe that from your brain. I don't, I don't want you to think about that. That doesn't fit my agenda. Uh, but UCLA's defense, fantastic. USC, obviously their offense is good. They got bad defense too. UCLA also got a pretty bad offense. So I think if you don't want to go with the money line, you can go under 63 and a half in this game. Because think about it. Even if USC puts up like 35, we're still going to need 29 from UCLA. Did I, did I get that right? Yeah. You're still going to need like 29 from UCLA. That's, that's, a, that's a big ask from this squad. Um, and they got a great defense. 35 from USC. Might not even happen this week. So I think under 63 and a half is a good pick for this game. All right, we're heading over to 7.30. This is probably the best game of the week. I'd say this is the best game of the week. I want this, this game injected into my veins. It's Washington at Oregon State. Oregon State this morning, when I did my notes, were two and a half point favorites at home against the number five ranked team in the country. Hell yeah. Washington State, been pretty close in each of its last six weeks with an average margin of victory of about seven points. I think it was 7.3 points. Only team that can score decimal points is Georgia. I already uh, declared that this episode. So I don't want Washington walking around thinking they could score decimal points. All right. Both of Oregon State's losses this year by three points, Washington State and Arizona. We talked about Arizona playing spoiler uh, earlier. They did it to Oregon State. I think they also did it to Washington State, if I'm not mistaken. When Washington State was like 21 in the nation, 21st in the nation. That was dumb English. Uh, yeah, so like those are two solid, those are two fine losses. Washington State was looking like a team of destiny at the beginning of the year. Tailed off. Arizona, sneaky team of destiny when they're playing at home this year. Uh, they've yet to play their toughest tests, though, this year, which is the scary part about Arizona State because they do have two losses and they haven't even played Washington or Oregon yet. Obviously, they're playing Washington this weekend, and I think Oregon the following weekend. This game feels like it's going to be fun. This game has to be fun. I think there needs to be points. If UCLA, USC is going under 63 and a half, some Pac-12 game has to go over, and this game's going to be on when it's dark out. Give me over 63 and a half, Washington at Oregon State. I love it. I love it. I think this game's going to be fun. I think this game's going to be awesome. And I'm going to watch, hopefully, every second of it. All right, heading over to my extra matchups. Already did UCLA-USC because it kind of sneaky set up Washington at Oregon State pretty well. And now we head over to SMU at Memphis. Memphis, seven and a half point underdogs at 12 p.m. That's right in the afternoon. Sun's at its peak. Roosters are done crowing. And you're probably cracking that first one open. Uh, I think SMU's the best team in the AAC. I said that earlier. Uh, The close games are going to catch up to Tulane. And since conference play started, no team in terms of PPA or EPA um, has been as well-rounded as SMU. But Memphis, 
sneaky, the best offense in this conference. In in sort of a an LSU style, really good offense. Defense forgets to play uh, most of the time. And, you know, SMU has a phenomenal defense. I believe it's the best defense in this conference. So you got probably best offense, definitely best defense, squaring off against each other. And you could probably be like, oh, he's going to pick the under. I'm not. I'm picking SMU minus seven and a half on the road. I am. I think it's going to happen. I can see a score like 35 to 21, something like that. The other team still puts up 21. That's a solid, valiant effort. But SMU is like, all right, give us, write us down for a couple touchdowns. Write us down for about five touchdowns, please. And you win by 14. You pretty much double the spread. I think SMU minus seven and a half is, is the best pick for this game. And now we head over to App State at JMU. James Madison University. Let them play in the bowl game. They're eight and a half point favorites at home, 2 p.m. Uh, App State's rattled off three straight. They're coming into this game. This is the best football they've played this year by far. And I mentioned it earlier. But I think JMU, I don't want to say it too loud. I don't know. I, I don't want to say it too loud. But I think JMU might be experiencing the dreaded UConn hangover. Hear me out. Teams that beat UConn by double digits this season are one and four in their following games. Teams that beat them in general, three and five. Um, now you know I don't want to. I don't want to say JMU's not like the others, but we've got UNC on that list. You know, and I'm scared. I'm scared for JMU because the undefeated season would be surely something. But I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna happen. I really don't know if it's gonna happen. The UConn hangover kind of sucks. Um. Really good App State. Not even like a really good App State team. It's just a hot ball club going against another pretty hot ball club. I, they just blew the brakes off of UConn. We saw Tennessee blow the brakes off of UConn and then got their brakes blown off by Mizzou. I don't think JMU is going to get their brakes blown off. But I could see App State covering this eight and a half. Again, not one of my favorites. Not one of my favorites by any means. But give me App State uh, plus eight and a half. Just do it. Do it before I change my mind. I didn't even write a pick down for this game. I didn't write a single pick down for this game. I just want you to put App State plus eight and a half and allow me to lose my money on it. If you're going to fade a pick, fade that one, please. Uh, I just want to, I'm just going to mention some other games. We've got Sacred Heart at UConn. This is a chance for an FCS team to beat an FBS team in week 12 which is awesome. Battle for Connecticut. Battle for probably the worst football state in the country, maybe besides, I don't know, Rhode Island, Vermont. You know what? Let's leave New England alone because that's where I reside. Um, it's a great region, great sites, great basketball, solid baseball, great hockey. Uh, football, maybe we don't get it done. Maybe we don't get it done. You know, but that's okay. Uh, we also got Stonehill College. At home versus LIU, Long Island University. Boys are going to wrap it up with an easy dub at home. I'm calling it. I think that's, I think we got it. Finished the year four and three in conference, if I'm not mistaken. We might be, what, five and five overall? Hell, that's a damn good season. 
That's a damn good season in my book. But that does do it for week 12 college football on Betonomics. This is just me. I got 20 minutes there of content. 20 minutes is far more than I was expecting. Because uh, I'm a yapper, professional yapper. I would like to be a professional yapper. I think that'd be cool. But I'm going to sign off now. Leave you guys with your bearings. And have a nice weekend. Let's win. Can we please win this weekend? Because I haven't won in many weeks. I went 7-4 and four last week. We didn't do an episode. No one can believe me. It's okay. I went 7-4 and four last week. Uh, I didn't bet, though. I wrote my picks down. I went 7-4 and four last week. So I'm hoping this week, much of the same. Have a great weekend, everybody. I love you.